and welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast for March 19th, 2014. This is Brendan, and today Tom and I are going to be following up our, our discussion from last week on how to avoid another 2008. We're going to follow it up with another question that investors tend to have, which is, how do you not miss out on a, a nice run-up in the market? So how do you not miss out on another year like 2009 where the market bounced back? How, so how do we know when it's time to move back in? That's really an important question because I, and I think, as, Brendan, as you mentioned earlier, those are the two questions in the back of everyone's mind is, hey, are you going to protect us when another 2008 comes through? Mm-hmm. And are you going to know enough to get us back into the market uh, like we had in 2009? Because let's face it, in 2009, the market was going up uh, once it bottomed, it started going up very, very violently, going up quickly, and nobody really knew yeah. if it was time to get in or not. Mm-hmm. But we actually have some indicators that we want to share with you in this podcast that uh, really help us a lot. You know, the we talk a lot about uh, when indicators change. It's important to know that, um, you know, when we're talking about moving back into the market, and let's just take 2008 and 2009 as an example. After stocks melted in 2008, the stocks fell another 25% almost yeah. at the beginning of 2009. So when did it become safe to move money back into the markets at that time? And so we rely on uh, relative strength uh, here at Maluli Asset Management. Yeah, something that we've learned a lot about from our friends over at Dorsey Wright and Associates. Yeah, and... What we've learned is that relative strength can tell us which charts are moving up faster or slower than the market. Right. Right. Or which are moving up faster or slower versus their peers. Mm -hmm. Relative strength lets us put one chart against another. So whether it be stock versus stock or sector versus sector or um, asset classes versus asset classes. Right. It's kind of like in Mad Magazine, they used to have spy versus spy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could do the, the same thing with relative strength. And mm-hmm. one of the long-term indicators that we use to give us our long-term picture of what's happening in the market measures the relative strength of the S&P 500 versus the total bond market. Right. So it's telling us whether it's better to be in stocks or bonds at the time. Right. And it, it's really as simple as that. Yeah. Um, so this chart uh, in July of 2008 gave a relative strength sell signal. And that basically means time to get out. And right. that was an important time to be getting out of the market. It really was. And so when this chart gives a sell signal, it's time to get out of stocks. Uh, and it may be time to go into bonds, but definitely out of stocks. And then this chart also a year later in June of 2009 flashed a buy signal. Uh-huh. So we know now, looking back in, in hindsight, that the bull market did begin in, in March of 2009. So that's one thing about relative strength that you need to keep in mind is that it's never going to get you in uh, at the very, the very bottom or out at exactly the top, but right. it gives you an overall picture that you can act off of. Right. And I think uh, even trying to, you know, looking back now in June of 2009, it was a pretty tough sell to get people to go back into the market. A lot Definitely, of people with, were, with something like the end of 2008 fresh sure. in their minds, and even earlier 2009, like we mentioned, right? Was it tough. was it was a tough sell. But when you have indicators like this, 
uh, working for you, it's it's a lot easier to see that smoke is cleared and it's time to to start making make some a decision to move either way. And that's really what we're trying to do with with using point and figure in managing our clients' money at Maluli Asset Management is we want to stack the odds in our favor. So, you know, mistakes do happen from time to time. We're not perfect, but what we're trying to do is reduce the odds of a mistake right? and, and move things forward. Some people might uh, take that example that we just talked about and say like, all right, maybe that was just luck. Right. So we did a little further digging to uh, paint a bigger picture for you about how uh, this indicator can work for us. Right. And so we want to point out that um, it's not just luck that this happened once in 2008 and then again in 2009. Yeah. Uh, Brendan, you have some numbers that show going back over the last 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Um, from November of 2000 until July of 2003, uh, the S&P 500 was on a relative strength sell signal, meaning that bonds were favored over stocks during right. that time. And the S&P lost 25% over that time, while bonds gained 23 Now, think about that. Uh, from November of 2000 mm -hmm. through July of 2003, we had, uh, not, we had that was, uh, the internet stocks were melting mm -hmm. in 2000. Yep. We had 9-11. Uh, we had the... Uh, I don't want to call it a stock market crash, but we had a 25% uh, drop in the S&P uh, in May, June, July of 2002. And then uh, at the beginning of 2003, we were moving troops into Iraq. Yep. So there was a lot going on. Relative strength sell signal, out of stocks, more favored towards bonds. So that actually worked pretty well for us. Mm -hmm. So then from... July of 2003 until July of 2008, so a five-year period there. Uh, the S&P 500 was on a buy signal versus the bond market, so during that time period, the S&P gained 22% and bonds were essentially flat. Yeah, it's important to note that that was five years. The S&P gained 22%, so on average, you know, a little more than 4% a year. Not great, but it's still... It's better than being flat. Correct. It still outperformed bonds. Mm -hmm. And then from July of 2008, as we mentioned earlier, through June of 2009, this indicator was on a relative strength sell signal, meaning out of stocks, uh, the S&P lost 22%, so it went down 40% and then started coming back up, and bonds were just flat yeah. through that whole period. Mm -hmm. So, And then now since June of 2009, this chart has not changed. We're talking four and a half years. Uh, from June of 09 through the end of February last month, 2014, the S&P has almost doubled. It's up 97%. And bonds have gained, but they've gained just 8% in the last four-plus years. So we're looking at you know about 2% a year from bonds. Yep. Uh, so we found that uh, this measure, this long-term indicator that we have, is really a, a very good tool that we use in managing the risk for our clients. Now, when we talk about risk and we talk about different securities, it's important to know that none of the securities that we mention in any of our podcasts represent past specific recommendations of Maluli Asset Management. Like this one is a long-term indicator. Uh, and this podcast is not a recommendation to buy or sell any securities that happen to be mentioned here. Now, if you're relying on a podcast for investment advice, we think you might be making a huge mistake. 
And so we strongly urge our listeners to consult with their own investment advisor before they make a decision to buy or sell any kind of investment. If you don't have an investment advisor, we'd be happy to answer whatever questions you have. There's no obligation. Just pick up the phone. You can find us here in New Jersey at 732-223-9000, or you can find us on the web at maluli.net. All right, that's all we have for now. We'll be back next week with a new topic, and thanks for listening.